Hello, welcome back. My name is Dr. Christopher Gennari, and this is the Great Big History Podcast, History 102. In this episode, we do the New World, the conquest of the New World, and the problems happening in it after the Spanish show up. And we have to start with the most important, the thing that's overlooked, the massive extinction-level die-off of the population of the New World. It's estimated in, and we have a chart up on the video, uh, that the population of Mexico goes from around 25, 26 million to less than two and a half to about two million people. What we have is a 95% death rate. This is extinction level. This is what happens when uh, uh, an asteroid hits the Earth and wipes out the dinosaurs. We're talking 95% death rate within a century. Uh, why? Well, because people came to the New World during the Ice Age, or at least that's the thought, is that they came around 20,000 or so years ago during an Ice Age when there was a land bridge, an, an ice bridge that connected uh, eastern Russia and Alaska. And people walked over, and when the Ice Age ended, they were stuck. Well, they also moved out of the ice tundra and moved into the more tropic territories and then go, couldn't get back to Asia. That meant that for 10,000, 15,000 years, the people of the New World, their bodies developed differently than people in the Old World. Because the old world, people continue to mix trade, war, sex, just meeting each other. And so the germs pass from person to person to person. There's also the fact that uh, many of the germs that people are going to get that make them sick come from animals. Come from either eating animals or working with animals. You know, we call it swine flu. Why? Because it comes from pigs. Bird flu. Why? Because it comes from birds. Uh, HIV came from primates. It's a, it's a primate disease that crossed over. And so none of those animals exist. Very few of those kind of animals, like we said, no domesticated animals in the New World. So people weren't in touch with large numbers of animals on a daily basis. And so people in the New World were healthier, which is great, except it's a huge problem because if the person, because what happened is not being exposed to new diseases meant their immunology, their immune levels developed differently, stayed the same or, or for lack of a, just a better way of putting it, were left behind. They didn't have to 
change. Meanwhile, in the new world, in the old world, we have the Bronze Age collapse. We've got the Persian Empire. We've got Alexander walking twelve thousand miles. People coughing along the way. Like diseases are constantly being absorbed by people, and either they kill the people or the people kill off the disease. But in killing off the disease, their immunology got better, which meant they could shrug off diseases, germs, bacteria, that in the new world, indigenous people, Native Americans, had their bodies had no experience, not only with that disease, but with any version of that disease going back thousands of years. So that when Cortez shows up, yes, he has horses, and yes, he has steel, and yes, he has cannon, but he also had the, (coughs) 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 oh, sorry, cough. And every time he coughed, out came millions or billions of germs. To which the Native Americans had no protection from. Which is, let's face it, bad for the disease as well. The disease doesn't want that. The disease has been arming itself in order to fight off the immune system of old world peoples. So it's expecting massive white blood cells, it's forts and and cannon, and it's all ready for that. And then it's like Godzilla versus Bambi. Now that's bad for the disease because the disease doesn't want to die. When the person dies, the disease dies with it. That's not good for the disease. But what you had was a massive die-off that hasn't happened in human population. Um, there's actually a, there actually is one where the hu- where humans were died off almost to extinction about fifteen thousand years ago or so, twenty thousand maybe twenty five thousand. I don't know, but there's a period where it's only a few hundred like people left on Earth or something. Um. And so we're talking that level of illness, of sickness. So when, like, the pilgrims show up and they go, hey, look at this empty land. God gave us an empty land. Well, that land wasn't empty. Like, 10 years earlier, it wasn't empty. But what happened was, is the illnesses traveled along with people who were fleeing, but also trade routes. And so before the pilgrims show up in the 16, what, 20s? Plague had gone right through the population. So what would have happened is when they showed up, there would have been lots of people and the pilgrims would have had to deal with that problem. What they found was the remnants That hadn't died off. And so they could say with a straight face, look at this giant empty land that's just for us. So you don't have to care about the natives. There are not enough of them to care about. So the natives are going to die. And that was totally unexpected. 
Nobody expected it. Nobody even wanted it. Because what was the purpose of going to the New World? You know, once Columbus figures out that you're, it's not China, right? What's the purpose? The purpose is, is to recreate Europe in the New World. All of these Spaniards conquistadors were looking for land. They all want to be lords. They want to be a lord with thousands of acres and peasants that work that land and pay him. That's what they want. And when they show up, that's what they look like they're going to get. Cortez loves Mexico. Because we can divide it up. Him and his his home homies, we can divide it up. We get thousands of acres. We got we got lots of people. They'll be our new peasants. It'll be great. And then they all died. Well, now you don't have peasants because they all died. Do these would-be lords want to become workers now? Do they want to be like, well, I guess I'll just go back to 10 acres and a mule? No. They want to be lords. They conquered the new world. So you need people. And so what about slaves? Let's go get slaves in Europe. We'll go get Europeans. We'll move them over. Romans had slaves. That's what the Romans would do. Greeks had slaves. Persians had slaves. Slavery is well uh, part of economic systems. Except there's Christianity. In Christianity, Christianity takes the idea from Judaism that all Christians are equal before God. Just as all Jews are equal before God. That it's one God, and this God loves his people the same. Rich, poor, loves them the same. Smart, dumb, beautiful, ugly, loves them all the same. All Christians are equal. Now, we know from History 101 that the political system does not have equality in it. But the, the fundamental issue in Christianity is... All Christians are equal before God, which means they can't be slaves. Since slavery is an unequal system, they can't be slaves. And that's exactly what happened in the 390s AD. When the Romans, when the Roman emperors passed a series of laws that made two things happen. One, all Romans were now going to be Christians. Like, the only religion you could be was a Christian. But simultaneously with that was emancipation. Like, Lincoln is called the great emancipator. He's not. I mean, he is a great emancipator. But in history, the Roman emperors, way more people. By making everyone Christian, the second rule was, okay, none of you are slaves anymore. And that might be 10 million people at the time. It was, a, it was as much as of, it was as much as a third of the population. So Europe had forgotten about slavery. Slavery doesn't exist in Europe. Yeah, there's servitude and there's peasantry and there's serfdom. And there's being tied to the land, but there's not slavery. Because in slavery, you're not a person. You're a machine. You don't have any rights. You're an iPhone. You have a job to do, and you will be used for that job 
until the owner is no longer satisfied with that, and then they'll throw you out. And so slavery had died out in Europe, for the most part, as a, as a acceptable economic system. Feudalism had replaced it, even though there are plenty of historians who say feudalism isn't a thing, it's, a, it's really manorialism. And, but the idea is slavery had died out, which now is a problem, because you just can't pick up large numbers of people from Spain, from France, from England, and forcibly move them to the new world to be laborers for new Spanish lords. So that creates a need. The death rate of the new world, plus the lack of slavery in Europe, makes a need. We need workers for the gold and the silver mines. That was the whole point of conquering Mexico and Peru. We need workers for the crappy job of sugar plantations, because what they'll find in the new world is sugarcane, and they'll carve it up, and they'll grind it down, and they'll taste it, and they go, Woo! This stuff is good. Sugar is the heroin of the 1500s, as the cocaine of the 1500s. It is the drug of choice. It's still the drug of choice. Let's be honest. Sugar is way bigger than tobacco, than alcohol. It is so big, it's in everything. It's in your cereal. They have entire cereals that are just called sugar pops, right? They're just sugar. They don't even bother with actual ingredients. Chocolate. Even alcohol is mostly sugar. And that's going to come from a cane. And the only way to make a lot of money from that is to have a plantation. Giant fields where you have economies of scale. Well, cutting down sugarcane sucks. It sucks. Nobody wants to do it. And so you're not going to knock on the door in, in Europe and be like, Hey, you live in France. It's nice. How about you come to the hot, tropical death zone that is South America or the Caribbean, where it's 95 degrees, 90% humidity, and you'll get yellow fever from mosquitoes uh, when you're not getting wiped out by a hurricane. Um, in order to do much harder work for absolutely no money. Like, people are dumb. They ain't that dumb. So you need workers for gold and silver mines, which is always shitty work. Always bad. Going underneath the earth to carve out stuff from the earth sucks. Has always sucked. Two, it is a sh the sugar plantations where you're going to make massive amounts of money. But nobody wants to do the work. And then we need leisure for the European conquerors because they're like, dude, I conquered. I don't want to do work anymore. I want people to work for me. So the only system that's going to solve all three of those is going to be African slavery. Why? 
Why African slavery? Why the massive importation of millions of people from a whole different continent? in order to labor in the new world? Well, number one is Christianity. The Africans weren't Christian. Or at least the African slaves won't be Christian. Now, this messes people up. This messes the Portuguese up when they end up in, in Ethiopia and they show up in Ethiopia and they're like, ha ha, we have come to take your people. None of you are Christians. And they're like, uh, yeah, we are. And I'm like, no, you're not. We're in Africa. Africans aren't Christian. And they're like, yeah, we are. Look at our church right there with a giant cross on it. And the Portuguese will go, um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, um, but you're not really Christian. You don't have a Bible or anything. And they're like, oh, yeah, here we go. We got one written in Greek. We got one written in, in Ethiopian. We got New Testament, Old Testament. We got the whole thing. Uh, but, um, but, but we came to conquer you and carry you people off. Well, we're Christians. Love Jesus. Do we love Jesus? We love Jesus. Every Sunday. You Sunday too? What? How, what? Where did you people come from? And the answer is Ethiopia was connected to Egypt, which was connected to the Roman world. So it was Christian. And here was a piece of the, the ancient world popping up in the middle of racism in the 1500s that freaked people out. They didn't know what to do with it. Here are black Christians. But in West Africa, for the most part, people aren't Christian, which meant they're not civilized. They're not humans. We can enslave them. They're not Christian. They're not equal to us because they're not Christian. So Christianity is not a problem. They're not Christians. The rules don't apply. Two, there are no major strong states like there is in China, in India, in Islamic Africa, in which is mostly the Sahara region, right? North Africa and the other side of the Sahara. Along the coast, there's not these very large, strong kingdoms. So in China, like there is in China, in India, in Islamic Africa, in the Middle East, that you could just take these people. You couldn't do it. Because no kingdom wants their people to be turned into slaves for somebody else. It doesn't happen. So you want to take massive amounts of, you want to take 15 million Chinese people and ship them off to work in the gold mines of America? You're going to have to fight the Ming Dynasty and all of its armies and its tax wealth, and all of its sophistication, and that's hard. Even Islamic Africa, with its kingdoms of Mali and Songhai, you'd have to have conquered them, broken them up, and that it's too hard to do. So in places that had strong kingdoms, you couldn't, you don't get slavery. You don't get the importation of slaves. It has to be in a place that cannot defend its own people. The third is that slavery already existed in Africa. Africa is massive. Africa is huge. And, and the, the reason why you don't think it's huge is because your maps lie to you. Africa is huge. But it didn't have a lot of people in it. 
That's a problem. Why is that a problem? It means you can own a million acres and you could walk around going, I own a million acres. I own it. I own it all. And so who cares? Who cares? If you don't have any way of working it, it doesn't matter if you own 10 million acres. It's worthless land. So you need people. So part of warfare in Africa was not about money. It's about people. Because you needed the people to work the land. So African slavery exists. And those Islamic African kingdoms I talked about are part of that. People on the coast are part of that. And so what happens? White people, Europeans, and Muslims from the Middle East, Arabs, don't have to conquer Africa to get people. They just show up. They show up on the coast. They show up at little trading ports where they've already existed for about 100 years or so, and they knock. Um, hey, um, I, I'll buy your ivory. I got the spices. I'm wondering, though, um, do you have any slaves? Kind of need slaves now. And what's the guy going to say? He's like, oh, of course we have slaves. Oh, you I didn't know you wanted them. Of course. Of course we got them. No problem. Great. How much do they cost? Well, how much are you willing to pay? Well, I kind of really need them. So you're going to have to pay a lot. And the Europeans say, okay. So we're going to pay you. Great. Here's your money. Give us the people. Now we'll put them on boats, ship them back. Ship them to the New World. Great. Um, then they go to the, the, the New World where they die because they're overworked. There's new diseases and they die, which means we need new people. And so we come back and go, hey, uh, remember last year when we bought a whole lot of slaves? Yeah. Uh, we need more. Great. Problem is, um, I only got what I got. And they're like, well, we need more than what you got. We need you to get more. A lot more. Okay, can you do it? Yeah, I could do it, but I'm going to need tools. Well, we're paying you a lot of money. Go get the tools. Well, we don't have the tools. But how about with the money you gave me, I buy rifles and weapons and cannon and stuff that will allow me to attack the villages in the interior. Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm going to pay you money for the people. Yep. Then you're going to pay me for all the manufactured goods I got that will help you get more people, which you will then sell to me, and I ship them to North America or to, to the New World. Yep. Sounds like a deal. Let's do it. And that's what happens. Europeans don't conquer West Africa. They have no need to. They make financial arrangements with Africans 
who then use that financial advantage to turn it into a military advantage to then go into the interior to wage war on small cities, villages, and other unorganized peoples, and then cart those people off. Now, they're going to take mostly the men. It's something like 75% male, because the New World doesn't care about creating a new civilization. They care about workers, machines. And so we don't care about women. We need men. And we're going to haul off huge numbers of men. And Africans are going to do this to other Africans. Why? Because they were already doing this. And who cares who you're selling them to? A slave is a slave is a slave. A machine is a machine is a machine. The same thing was going on in East Africa as well. As peoples on the coast who became Islamic, who became Muslim and had trade ties to the Islamic world, the Arab world, went into the interior and beat up on less sophisticated people and sold them off to slavery in the Middle East. Which is why if you look at even modern Arabs, modern Middle Easterners, you have a wide gamut of color. From the palest of pale to relatively dark. Now, why? Because in the Arab world, slavery has is runs into religion. You can use the person as a slave, but here's the problem. You're also supposed to make the world Islamic. And so while I'm using the person as a slave, what if they have kids? He, yeah. You could keep them as a slave, but the problem is, is that you're really supposed to make them Muslim. And all Muslims, like all Christians, are equal before God. And so the system had manumission in a kind of Roman sort of way, a system of manumission of freeing the slaves and then incorporating them into the larger society. So that if you look at the world today, you go, oh, where where'd all 10 million Africans were brought into the Middle East? Where'd they all go? Well, they're there. They're in the gene pool. You're looking, you're literally looking at them. Where various Arabs and Persians and Pakistanis and Turks and are, some are very light and pale and some are not. And that's the genes. They, they flow through. They got incorporated in. Where in the new world that doesn't happen. So we have African slavery because the Africans weren't Christian. They didn't have large, sophisticated empires that could defend their people. And three, slavery already existed and there were people who were perfectly willing to sell African slaves to Europeans, making it easy. What's the result? The biggest, most important result is racism. Why? Well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to actually do this in the next episode. I'm trying to keep these episodes short. And I don't want this to be like an hour and a half long episode. So 
we're going to break here and we're going to talk about results of African slavery in the next episode. Thank you.